Hey all you heavenly humans, I'm Mandile and welcome to And Other Things, a podcast about navigating life, learning from past experiences, embracing growing pains and laughing along the way. Meet me right here every week for thoughtful conversation, challenging discussion and an all-round great time. Monday everyone. I hope your Monday started off well and has continued on that route. If not, it's okay. I'm sending you all so much love during these seriously, seriously crazy times. So this month for me is a month of making big, possibly life-changing decisions and living through life-changing circumstances. And I know A lot of people in my circle are in the same position. So for today's PEW, if you remember that acronym from last episode, party episode of the week, I thought I'd plug an episode that could support or help you if you are in the same boat in terms of having to make hard decisions during this time of your life. So the episode is appropriately titled How to Make a Hard Decision. And it's on NPR's Life Kit podcast, which is probably one of the most practical podcasts, and I love it. And in this particular episode, an Oxford professor provides tips on exactly how to navigate hard decisions. She also talks about the difference between big decisions and hard decisions, which I didn't know there was a difference, but there definitely is. I won't spoil anything for you because you definitely should listen to it. I'm pretty sure you can find the episode or the podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you know what else you can find? You can find a link to how to make a hard decision episode from LifeKit in the show notes. Now, on to the main course of the show. <laughs> a first time adult I I don't know why I call myself that but I consider myself a first year in the adulting world but one of the words that keeps popping up is balance b a l a n c e balance work life balance balancing responsibilities balancing social life and personal life balanced diet you name it and for the longest time well not the longest time because again I've literally been an adult for a year in my mind that is but mostly this year especially during the pandemic I'd hear about maintaining work-life balance how to eat a balanced diet how to balance romantic relationships with friendships and the more I heard about this balance thing (laughs) the more I internalized and the more I began to want it. When we went into lockdown and began working from home, I, I know a lot of people did too, really struggled to separate 
work time from home time because my work was literally in my home and there was nowhere to escape to other than my room. I found myself starting work an hour earlier and working an hour later. Well, just because I had the time and I didn't have a commute. It was completely subconscious, trust me. I'm not like trying to work overtime on purpose. Um, And I also didn't have a commute, which cut out the hour I would travel in the morning and then the hour I'd travel after work coming back. But then a few months into the lockdown, about three months, I believe, I started and other things, which is this wonderful party you're listening to. When I started, I was so, so excited. Like, you know that adrenaline rush when you're starting something new, whether it's a project or going somewhere, trying to eat something new. And I had so many ideas for episodes, for cover art, for guests, and for the Instagram page that I would often get distracted during the workday. I'd open my personal laptop and I'd begin working on scripts or graphics or putting together lists of guests that I wanted on the show or doing research about different topics. My work wasn't suffering per se but it didn't have my full attention. Of course this wasn't healthy so after a couple of weeks of doing the sort of code switching I guess between work and potty stuff I began to feel burnt out. I knew that we would be in lockdown for a long time, obviously not as long as we've been in semi-lockdown, I guess. Um, But because of this, I kind of did a sort of life evaluation type of thing to figure out how I could strike that work-life balance. And I know you can't see, but I am doing quote marks with my fingers And from what I heard, work-life balance is what I should have been striving for. I won't get into exactly what I did to try to strike this balance, but while I was trying to achieve it, I realized the most important thing was that there was no way to balance my work and my personal life, or anything in life really. As simple as that, there is no way to strike that balance. So when I came to this realization, I started thinking about what concept or idea or practice we could use or I could use to replace balance. So, dear listener, I propose that we turn to prioritization instead. Now, I know a lot of you are familiar with the concept, but... I am really focusing on replacing prioritization with balance because in my mind, the two cannot coexist. It's one or the other. And for me, I'm choosing prioritization. So balance as a noun is defined as an even distribution of weight, enabling someone or something to remain upright and steady or a condition in which different elements are equal or in the correct proportion. So I'm sure when you think of balance, or at least when I think of balance, I think of that scale, you know, the scale that symbolizes justice um, with the two cups on each side, like a, a typical old 
olden day scale that holds two different things in um, its two different baskets. So versus prioritization, which is the action or process of deciding the relative importance or urgency of a thing or things, or the action of dealing with things according to their relevance or importance. So to me, balance implies some kind of perfection or faultlessness, which we all know is unattainable in this life. Whereas prioritization allows for imperfection, for flaws, for errors, for mistakes. And that's why I personally think it's the more favorable option. So as I said, at first I was obsessed with balancing it all. And you know, it's that, like that movie that um, Sarah Jessica Parker, is that her name? Yeah, she was in Sex and the City. But yeah, it's like the movie that she had where she was a mom who had a business and she was doing all these different things, taking care of her kids, going to workouts, flying all over. And I think the title was like, how does she do it? Or she has it all, something like that. And that's what I, that's the image that I had in my mind. And when I hear balance, I imagine a woman, specifically me, holding eight different plates in the air, each of different sizes, different shapes, each holding different meals, right? So maybe one on my head, nose, knee, maybe two in my hands, one on my big toe, one on my ankle when my foot is flexed and then one in between my teeth or lips. I think that's eight. And I know this is a completely redonkulous image that's so hard to imagine, but it pretty much sums up what people imply when they say balance. Imagine just how hard physically and mentally it must be to be stuck in such an uncomfortable position. Like I said, I'm carrying one on my knee, one on my ankle, (laughs) my nose, (laughs) literally bizarre. And you're carrying such a heavy load and soon one plate will fall and then another and then another. And then all I'll be left with is this gross mess that I have to spend the rest of my life cleaning up. Instead of trying to literally strain your body physically or mentally, trying to balance all those plates, I could prioritize and say, okay, which plate do I need first? Or which meal do I need to serve first? Then I pick that one up, put it down, and then repeat that seven times until I'm done, which is logical, right? When we think of serving people or picking physical things up but we need to apply that to our daily routines and how we tackle daily life. I love looking to nature and the natural world for examples and analogies. So when I was thinking about this episode I remembered when I learned about ecosystems in high school. I think it was geography, yeah it must have been geography class And then I remembered the word symbiosis, which I love the way that word sounds. And after looking it up again, because I literally have very little recollection of what I learned in high school, which is a problem with the education system. But anyway, I was reminded that symbiosis is a relationship between 
two organisms in the natural world. And a further look into the concept brought me to mutualism, which is a type of symbiosis that two parties benefit from mutually as opposed to one benefiting the most or you know the other just taking over and so I'm kind of adapting it to the situation of prioritization over balance. In ecosystems every element contributes to the overall health of the entire system right but not every element contributes the same amount or in the same way. If it were a balanced type of situation then each element would be exactly the same and contribute the exact same amount in the exact same way, which would be completely uninteresting and nonsensical if you ask me. Imagine just how much biodiversity there is to different plants, different animals, like big animals, small animals. Imagine if everything, if all of those things were just green globs that all look the same and did the exact same thing like that's just not great you know so why would we want that in our lives instead I've been trying to remember that for example in my work-life balance situation my work and my personal life need to benefit equally from the energy that I put into the other and that's what fuels the system. For example, instead of giving equal amounts of energy to each task the same day, which is physically impossible, on one day I'll say, okay, today my podcast needs more energy because I have a new idea or I want to make a new cover art. I'm going to do the bare minimum at work today and then instead of giving that 100% effort and then the following day because I would have prioritized my podcast when I need it to I have enough capacity to prioritize my work and to put in that 110% that I wasn't able to do the previous day and the same goes for your diet for example I do not like the term balanced diet because again it implies some kind of perfection and it fuels unhealthy dieting or eating habits and I talked about this in my good food good body episode so how about we say a symbiotic diet (laughs) it doesn't roll off the tongue as easily and isn't easy to use or to market but we can just keep that in our heads it's been working for me and it's basically just intuitive eating right and listening to your body so instead of always eating 50% veg 25% protein and 25% carbs which I think is the ratio we were taught in school I may be wrong a symbiotic diet would look different each day depending on what your body needs that day Maybe you need comfort. Maybe you need protein to recover after a tough workout sesh. Or maybe you need more carbs because I know you're running a marathon. Or maybe you need some cabbage and leafy greens because you're constipated. But you get the point. There's absolutely no way to balance these things even the earth lies on an axis it's tilted spinning 
at an angle. So what makes me think that everything I do can be completely horizontal and perfectly in equilibrium? That's just simply not how life works. And I know that we all know that. Another reason why I think balance is semi-baloney is because the brain cannot multitask. I'm sure you've heard it before. So we grew up thinking multitasking was so cool and that's what adults did and that women could multitask way better than men, which if multitasking were possible in the sense of doing multiple things at a time and giving the same energy to each one, I have absolutely no doubt in my beautiful black body that women would do it a billion times better than men. But there are so many studies that have shown that what you think is multitasking is actually your brain hopping between tasks instead of dividing your attention equally, which is what, as I said, most people think. So as I get older, (laughs) says the 23-year-old, I find that it's getting harder to do two things at once because the way my brain works, it hyper-focuses. Like the other day when I was, I think, yeah, I was in the shower and I was listening to a podcast, a really interesting one, like a really interesting one. The shower is a great thinking place, which a lot of people say, and I absolutely agree. So I started thinking about one thing, which led me to another and then another. And all of a sudden I realized I had gone from listening intentionally to this podcast about regenerative farming to laughing about the time I was watching a movie about girls trapped underwater with sharks and how I screamed while watching it. It was so weird because my mind had like completely shut out the podcast. The sound was coming out, it was there, but my mind was hyper focusing on my thoughts so I couldn't hear the show. It was only when I stopped the water and hopped out of the shower that I remembered, wait, I was literally listening to a podcast and it's been playing for the past like 10 minutes that I've been in the shower. It's like I had completely blacked out and blocked out everything that was outside of my mind. Remember the image of me holding eight different plates with different body parts? That's multitasking. And the more you try to multitask, which is inherently going to fail because you're not actually multitasking, the more you're making it harder for yourself by jumping between eight different tasks. That's why for me personally, balancing in the original dictionary, widely accepted sense just does not work. Even the word balance itself is imbalanced. (laughs) Yes, it has an A in the middle. Yeah, balance. Yes, it has an A in the middle that kind of acts as a pivot and holds the three other letters, three other different letters. But when you actually look at the letters that make up the word, it's not a visually balanced word. Okay, I'm just fishing, but (laughs) you get the point, hopefully. So I'll go back to a more concrete example. 
my work-life relationship because that's what I've been working on most recently. So at the end of last year, I began to feel my energy being drained from work. It was getting way harder and harder for me to allocate energy elsewhere after work and on weekends other than TV or puzzles or working out, things I typically enjoy and can do with very little effort. So I took off on the 17th of December, you know, took off for the holidays and I thought that as soon as I wasn't working, like the next day I'd wake up and have so much energy to do other things. But it actually took me a whole week, even a week and a half, I think, to replenish and refresh my energy supply because I was so worn out and burnt out. I'd been trying to balance my job and whatever else I did afterwards, which is mainly my podcast. And that was practically impossible because I was spending so much energy in the morning that when evening came, I had nothing, like very little to give. And remember the plate analogy again? Yes, I was trying to do that, which we've established at this point is extremely draining and impractical. Instead, what I could have done was to think about which days I could do the bare minimum at work. Not slacking, just doing what I needed to do and nothing extra, which is absolutely okay to do as long as you're managing your time well, and which days I could then go above and beyond. And the same thing for my podcasts and other passion projects. What made it worse is that some days I'd hear bad news and then I'd be sad, or maybe I woke up at 4am the previous night and couldn't go back to sleep for some reason which actually happens to me once in a while, and then I'd wake up so tired with even less energy to give. Balance would say, it's okay, give equal amounts of energy to all of your tasks anyway, even though you're tired. Prioritization would say, no, your body needs to rest because if you don't rest, your work will suffer and then tomorrow you'll have double the work to do and you'll be tired And when the weekend comes, you'll be even more tired and all you'll want to do is laze around and sleep all day. Because prioritization, as I said earlier, allows for buffer room for random things that come up or when you wake up on the wrong side of the bed some days, which is completely human. Because prioritization allows for all of this, I can be kinder to myself without sacrificing the productivity that I want. I can eat to fuel and comfort my body whenever I need to. I can say, okay, today is just going to be a day to have Zoom calls with my friends because my relationships are important to me. And whatever time I'm left with, I can go on a walk, do a puzzle, do the things that I need to do but aren't top priorities for that day. After two weeks of a holiday, I felt my creativity completely replenished, which is why it's so important to take time off. And I came up with new podcast ideas, new intro music, new cover art and I did some tasks that I had been avoiding out of a lack of energy because I was trying to balance it all. 
that was not a mutually beneficial relationship for every aspect of my life you know my physical well-being was suffering my mental well-being was suffering even though my work was thriving so when I did have that rest because of the holidays I was just overall inspired by so many things around me and when I'm in that state is when I am happiest when my days are most filled with joy I think the most important thing to remember and what I've learned recently is that you are not a robot. Say it with me. I am not a robot. (laughs) Duh, Mandile, I know I'm not a robot. I'm clearly a human, you may be saying, but even if it's obvious, I know a lot of people, including myself, who treat themselves like robots overworking themselves, trying to find balance where it can't be found and neglecting the things that fuel them or make them feel good or at ease or at peace, whatever it is. So remember, symbiosis doesn't mean that you're slacking, whether at work, school, relationships, health, food. It just means that the work that you're putting in in one area of your life or one task is adding to and not taking away from the other or the others. The hard work I put into my podcast today could mean a stress-free week and therefore a more productive week. Going to sleep early today could mean more time to myself in the morning, which I love, which means a clear and calm mind. Feeding my body what it needs today could make me feel better or just fuel my workout or just make me happy. I tend to think of my tasks and I don't know if anyone else does this. I tend to think of my tasks, relationships and other aspects of my life in isolation, right? In a bubble. I treat them as being completely separate from each other. So I categorize them, you know, my relationships, financials, mental health, physical health, spirituality, career, whatever else and I put them in boxes thinking that there is no mix and mingle however the past year has shown me that there can be so much spillover and mixing and mingling you can kind of think of it as the water cycle right so water shows up in so many different forms in nature But it all mixes and mingles and it's all water at the end of the day, right? I'm not going to flesh out the whole water cycle because I know you all know what it is. But you know, there's precipitation, so your rain, snow, sleet, whatever else. And then that goes into the river or the ocean or pool. Some of it also goes into trees and some underground then it evaporates into different types of clouds at different times in different places. Then there's condensation and then again and again. So that's a really good analogy, I think. And that's what prioritization is about. Each element can happen in different orders depending on the importance that you place on it in a given amount of time. But your time slash energy investment in it will eventually affect your time slash energy investment in another element of your life. Each aspect of your life does not exist in isolation from the others. 
they're all dependent on and affected by one another which is why it's beneficial to think of your life holistically. If I could sum up the difference between balance and prioritization in one sentence, it would be balance is linear and prioritization is cyclical. I'll say that again. Balance is linear. So it's limiting. It's one way. It's horizontal. It's a perfect line. But prioritization is cyclical. It keeps moving. It's dynamic. We are dynamic humans with ever-changing experiences. So why should we limit how we tackle our daily tasks and our day-to-day life and punish ourselves when we make errors, knowing that we change every single day? So as nature teaches us, we should learn to adapt to our circumstances because remaining stagnant is only restricting our ability to move forward and make progress. All right, listeners, thanks so much for spending some of your precious time with me throughout this episode. As always, don't forget to subscribe, share with a friend and rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Follow and other things on Instagram at and other things potty for more valuable content. This podcast was written, hosted, and produced by me. Have a most magnificent day.